0: what's up everyone good morning and once again welcome to our water's edge online sunday morning worship experience thank you so very much for tuning in and hanging out with us today for those of you that continue to like and share these online worship experiences with your circle of influence thank you so very much for doing that continue to do that we have people tuning in and finding inspiration and encouragement and faith and hope from all over the place. Also, for those of you that continue to worship with us online through giving and generosity, and that's your act of worship. Maybe by meeting our new ten dollars challenge. Thank you so very much for doing that. Continue to do that. You allow us to help more people, love more people, feed more people, and serve more people. So, welcome everyone today to the Waters Edge online experience, Grace and Peace. Today, we continue with our current series about how big our God is and about how amazing our God is and all the wonderful things that God does in our life when we worship Him, when we worship Him in our personal life and also as a community group of friends and believers. And this series is called Shaking the Earth and remember this today. Let me remind you again that in the book of Acts when the early church was first starting and they were facing harsh persecution and major adversity for having faith, for doing the right thing. They were facing adversity, being thrown into prison, sometimes losing their life because they loved God and because because they had faith. And at one time, they were all getting together in the same place and they were worshiping together and they were praying together and they were asking God to give them courage encouraged to hold on to their endurance, their discipleship, their faith, their strength, encouraged to hold on to following Jesus in the face of this chaos, hard times, heartbreak, and adversity. And as they're all praying together, again, let me just remind you, this is our foundational verse that we come back to every single week in the series. Notice what happens, Acts chapter 4, verse 31. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they preached the word of God with boldness. So let me point this out. Notice what's happening in their personal lives and also in their community group of worshipers and believers as they're praying together and as they're worshiping together. But first, let me remind you again of this major truth that we've covered over the past couple of weeks and this is what it is and this is why worship is so important. And notice this, the voices that I let consume my mind will one day control my life if I let those voices of my defeats consume my mind then one day those very same voices are going to control my life and so this is why filling our heart and our mind with worship of Jesus is so very important because when I worship it turns down all those other distracting voices and it pumps up the volume of the voice of Jesus and the voice of Jesus just get louder and louder and louder in my soul and in my spirit so while they're praying together notice this the walls Begin to shake. The earth began to shake. The floor began to rumble and tremble. The earth was shaking. They worshiped God with so much passion and they worshiped God so hard that they literally shook the earth. Earth shakers. When our hearts are broken, hopeful, confused, when our hearts are hurting, when our hearts are strong, when we need answers, we come together, we worship God, we shake the earth. When we need peace and balance and clarity, we come together, we worship God together, and we shake the earth together. When we need strength and courage and help, we come together, we worship God together, and we shake the earth together. And Jesus picks us up, puts us on his shoulders, and carries us the rest of the way. How big? And how loving our Christ is, absolutely, is better than you can think and beyond your understanding and beyond our comprehension. How redeeming and how forgiving our Christ is, absolutely, is better than what we've been taught. It's better than what we think and it's absolutely beyond our comprehension and beyond our understanding. How personal. And how amazing our Christ is absolutely is better and bigger than what we can think. And it's absolutely beyond our understanding and beyond our comprehension. You know, different things in life can provoke us. Sometimes they can provoke us in a negative way or maybe in an angry way, but sometimes in a positive way. Some things can provoke us in an overwhelmingly joyful way, like the first time your child hits a home run or the first time they make a touchdown or the first time you made honor roll or that time you nailed that job interview and you finally got that job that you so desperately needed and that you wanted. Things like this just provoke us to emotional joy. But understand that God is the same way. God's bigness, God's love, God's awesomeness and God's goodness has this special way of provoking this heartfelt expression of love and passion and worship back to him. And that worship leads us to freedom and joy and balance and courage how moving and how heartfelt worship provoking is this and notice this today if you're still with me Sam's still with you Luke chapter 12 verses 6 through 7 what is the price of five sparrows two copper coins yet God does not forget a single one of them and the very hairs on your head are all numbered The very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Every bird that you see fly through the sky God takes care of every single one of them and you are more valuable to God than the birds are and he takes care of every single one. In fact, he loves you so much, this verse says right here, that he has every hair on your head numbered. Now for me, that's not much, but for some of you, that's a lot of hair. One falls out, he knows it, which means he knows you, he loves you, he pays attention to you, you're valuable. I remember one time I was preaching a youth revival in North Louisiana and after the service one night this young man he was about 15 years old he asked to pray with me there was lots of students being counseled and I was a free counselor after I would preached and so he sat down with me and he wanted to have faith in Jesus but this is what was going on in his life his parents had just gotten divorced he had just entered high school so his mom and dad weren't together and they were fighting over him and they kept putting pressure on him to choose between the mom and the dad he loved them both and so he moved to this brand new small town in North Louisiana with his mom. He didn't know anyone. He missed his dad. He had no friends. He was starting a brand new school. He went to this church. He didn't know anyone in the youth group. He had no friends at that church. And he pretty much said, he goes, I'm longing for that type of love that makes me feel like I have a refuge. And tonight as I was worshiping, I figured that that's what Jesus was going to be for me. It finally hit me that I needed Jesus and to give my heart to Jesus because he could be that refuge of love for me. And we prayed that night, and he was a worshiper of Jesus, and he placed his faith in Jesus. And now, to this very day, this was well over 25 years ago, he's a youth pastor in Baton Rouge. You're so valuable to God that he has every hair on your head numbered. When one falls out, he knows it. He knows you. You're valuable. How moving and heartfelt worship-provoking is that? Or what about this? If you're still with me, say I'm still with you. Psalm 139, 14 through 18. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. Your thoughts about me cannot be numbered. I cannot even count them. They outnumber the grains of the sand. Your precious thoughts toward us outnumber the grains of the sand, and when I Wake up, you are still with me. He made you wonderful. He made you complex. He made you marvelous. He made you valuable. He made you precious. His thoughts about you were precious. His thoughts about you that are so precious cannot be numbered. They literally outnumber all the grains of sand in the entire world and all the beaches in the world. They cannot be counted. His thoughts towards you. When I was growing up, I went to school with this young kid named Timothy. Timothy was always in and out of foster care. He never really had a stable home life. And he was always picked on for being different in school. He had sort of a physical disability, and so he wasn't as athletic or energetic as all the other kids. And so he got picked on a lot, and he got bullied a lot. And I remember my heart always, always deeply hurt for him, deeply hurt for him. And he was always in and out of foster care. And so I knew even as a child that his life was much more difficult than mine. Well, after I moved away in the seventh grade, I lost contact with him, and I didn't see Timothy again until I was in my mid-twenties, and I'd brought my youth group to a church camp, and he was there, and he was working for that church camp as sort of like a handyman for the entire church camp. And so, man, we hugged each other, and we started to catch up, and he was sweeping floors and picking up food that the kids had put on the floor. And he said, yeah, I'm doing this while I go to college. He goes, I'm studying to be a lawyer. He goes, I pretty much was on my own after graduation. He goes, I never got adopted. I was always in foster care. So the moment I turned 18, I had to figure something out. He goes, and I've always loved God. And he said, so I just decided to be a lawyer. He goes, and so this is a ministry for me. It pays my way through school. He goes, serving people is a ministry. He goes, and plus, I get to be around the worship of God all the time. All the time. And so we sat down and we called up and we talked about how God at that moment had a very specific plan for his life and how he knew that. And he said, Tony, he goes, I'm going to use my past pain to give me purpose. Today, he works for an adoption agency, helping couples and children come together as families who previously had no family. He made you wonderful. He made you complex. He made you marvelous. He made you precious. His thoughts towards you were precious and valuable, and they cannot be numbered. I don't know about you, but that can provoke me to worship. Or what about this? Psalms 147, verses 3 through 5. He heals the brokenhearted and bandages their wounds. He counts the stars and calls them all by name. How great is our Lord. His power is absolute. His understanding is beyond Our understanding, it's beyond comprehension. God heals us when we're brokenhearted as we worship. He brings healing to the scars in our soul as we worship. He's so amazing that He has every star in the universe numbered and He is giving every star that has a number also a name. In a universe that has billions of galaxies and every galaxy has billions of stars and God has given every star a name and a number. And he's so detailed and he's so big that he says you're more valuable than the stars. You're more valuable than the stars. When I moved to De Quincey, I became friends with several kids. One of them, he was a good friend of mine and we became very, very good friends growing up but he had a troubled life and he had this lean in him towards destructive behavior. Him and I got in a lot of trouble together as kids growing up, but he seemed to have patterns that just continued over and over and over again. And he felt defeated a lot. We would pray together a lot. We would talk about God a lot. He was always kind of in and out with his faith, always up and down, but he always held on to God. He had struggles, but he always held on to God. He had defeats, but he always held on to God. He was always sincere, even in his pain. He was always sincere, even in his defeat. He was always sincere, even in his weaknesses. He got in trouble later on in life, He had to end up going to prison and all that kind of stuff. And he found his faith again and he let Jesus grab a hold of his life. Long story short, he's now a minister. He also wrote a book. He got so free in his life just by giving his soul to Jesus and being a worshiper of Jesus that he just wrote a book with someone else. About how inmates in prison can have success if they follow this game plan with their life of faith, understanding their identity in Christ, that they can have victory. That book is now a success. And he also got hired on in Franklin Parish to be a chaplain now for a prison. So here was a young man who was a prisoner. Here is a young man who is in a cage. He was an inmate because he had defeats in his life. But he kept fighting and worshiping, fighting and worshiping, fighting and worshiping until he saw himself, how God saw him. And then he got set free. And then he wrote a book to help other people get set free. And now he's a minister to people who are hurting and he's allowing God to use him to help other people find freedom. What an amazing God. He brings healing to the scars of our soul as we worship. He's so amazing that he has every star numbered. He's given every star a name out of the billions and billions of stars he knows every one of them by number and name and you're more valuable than all of them how moving and inspiring and how worship provoking is that but why is this so important Why does this matter so much? Because when we worship Christ, you begin to understand something, you begin to understand this, and this is what it is. And notice this today, remember this, that you are not what regret says you are, you are who God says you are. You are not what regret says you are, you are who Christ says you are in our existence, in our life people are going to try to define you based on a few things and this is what they are and notice this today their perceptions opinions and expectations however you are your identity in Christ and your identity in Christ is not rooted in that it's not based in that God sees past all the superficial judgments of your regret he knows and he sees and he recognizes your precious value to his son and to his kingdom and being used in his kingdom and the truth that you are fearfully and wonderfully made you have this unique purpose and you are valued by Jesus Christ and so worship allows us to align our perspective with God's perspective let me say that again when we worship it allows us to align our perspective with God's perspective and this gives us a solid foundation for self-worth and courage and purpose Worship gives us a solid foundation for self-worth, courage, and purpose. So understanding all of that, I want you to notice a few things that we experience when we worship God and we find our courage in Jesus Christ. The first thing is this very quickly, and notice this today. If you're still with me, Sam's still with you. Worship helps us experience redemption over regret. Worship helps us embrace the transforming power of forgiveness. Your past mistakes and failures don't define you. In Christ, there is forgiveness allowing you to move past the weight of regret. And regret has a lot of heavy weight to it. But forgiveness and the worship of Christ moves you past that weight. Your identity is not chained to your past guilt. But absolutely, you're set free by grace that comes with new life. The next application is this. Notice this today. Worship helps us experience a new creation in Christ. Living as a worshiper of Jesus brings forth a profound change in us. Nothing has changed me more than when I live as a worshiper, a deep transformation in our life. Now, you're not merely a product of your history, now you're a new creation, the Old has passed away. We now have a new purpose in Jesus now, a new significance in Jesus now, a new mission in Jesus now, and a new courage in Jesus now. And we can feel that when we worship. And the last personal application I want you to notice today is this and remember this today worship helps us experience living with courage on purpose. Recognizing that your new identity in Jesus empowers you to live with purpose and freedom freedom over what you've been made to think about you, freedom. Over what you think your past says about you, freedom. Over what you think your guilt says about you, freedom. Over what you think your regret says about you, freedom. Over what you think your mistakes and limitations say about you. You are no longer bound by those chains. You're no longer held back by the limitations of your past. Through living like a worshiper of Jesus, you can have courage and embrace being used by God and show his love to other people. Worship. Worship helps us embrace this new identity with confidence and courage, knowing that your worth is anchored in the unchanging love of Jesus Christ. Every bird that you see fly through the sky, Jesus takes care of them. And you're more valuable than the birds. He has every hair on your head numbered. And if one falls out, he knows it because he knows you and he loves you. He made you wonderful. He made you complex. He made you marvelous. He made you precious. He made you valuable. And his precious, valuable thoughts towards you cannot be numbered. He brings healing to the scars in our soul as we worship. He's so amazing that he has every star numbered and named and you were more valuable. How moving is that? How inspiring is that? How worship provoking is that? And let's let all of that provoke us to worship today. So thank you so very much for tuning in and hanging out with us today. Now worship with us with an amazing time of worship with the amazing Water's Edge worship team. We cannot wait to see you back next week. We love you all and we hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. God is love. We love you.